Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another Friday episode of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Harbin, your host of this Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast. It, this is a lousy day. It's been a whirlwind day. Holy crap balls, what a day this has been. My goodness. First, it's lousy that I don't have any picks for the Pittsburgh Steelers for you today. That stinks because they're done. But it's not that the news is done with the Steelers. Wow, Thursday, what a, I mean, it's insane. It is insane the news that broke today on Thursday. Coaches leaving, coaches fired, coaches retiring, potential coaches leaving. I mean, it is crazy how many stories were published on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I can't stress enough for the latest news, and it's rare. I got to be honest. It is rare that we don't have the latest news on our website within at least 30 minutes after a breaking. If, it, if, if that happens and we don't have it up there, it's because no one was available to write it, but we typically have someone to do that. And my goodness, do we have a lot to talk about. And it just so happens that I had picked this headline, this title for this episode, I don't know, probably Thursday morning, well before the news started breaking. I uh, sent a message to Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer, that here's what I'm thinking. He said, I like it. And then, boy, as the dominoes kept falling throughout the day, Everything just kept sticking with the theme of my podcast, and that is this. Here you go. Are you ready? Brace yourselves, folks. Steeler fans, don't get your hopes up for this offseason. That was the headline title for this Friday Let's Ride podcast. Do not get your hopes up. I'm as optimistic as they come about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I am the eternal optimist. I am the... Find the silver lining in every single cloud guy 
ask my family, ask my wife, ask anyone that knows me, and they know that I am always looking at the bright side of life. No doubt about it. But I'm sorry, when I think about this offseason, leading up to the 2021 season, yikes. That's all I can say is yikes. Let's start off with the coaching staff. First and foremost, the coaching staff. And it's, it's right that we start there because that's where all the news came from today on Thursday. I'm sorry, yesterday on Thursday. I'm recording this on Thursday, and I'm thankful that I waited until pretty much right before we go live on uh, the Steelers preview, live on YouTube. I've, I've waited. I'm thankful because news even broke after 5 p.m. So let's break down what happened, shall we? There's been coaches that are gone. There's coaches that are reportedly staying. There's coaches that are in limbo. So here are the here are the coaches that are gone for one reason or another. This morning, Thursday morning, news broke that three coaches would not have their contracts renewed. That's just a fancy way of saying you're fired. <laughs> if we don't want you anymore, we're not offering you a contract extension. Okay, so first, Randy Feetner, offensive coordinator, gone. Sean Surrett, offensive line coach, gone. Tom Bradley, secondary coach, gone. James Daniel, tight end coach, veteran coach, been there for well over a decade. He retires. He decides that he's just going to call it a career. He's retiring. So those four coaches right there, offensive coordinator, offensive line, secondary, and tight end coach are now going to have to be replaced. That's that's a lot of coaches, and that is more turnover than the Pittsburgh Steelers are used to, especially when you think about in 2019 going into 2020, the Steelers only added coaches. They didn't get rid of any. They fired no one, much to the fan base's demise. There was rumors and news, been multiple sources now, that have confirmed that Keith Butler, defensive coordinator, will be back. His contract expires, but they're going to put him on like a year-to-year deal And he's going to be back. So you might love that. You might hate it. But he'll be back. And I think that if they can get everything nailed down with the financials, I think having him on a year-to-year basis is the right move. It's a good move. His defense played horribly in the playoffs but had a really good season. And to be honest with you, I think they're going to be okay, even though that you look at the free agents and things like that. But then there's two other coaches that are in limbo. We'll put them in limbo. So Matt Canada, quarterback's coach, he had been out of football in 2019. And I didn't know this, but he was a consultant for Miami, the Miami Dolphins, during his time away. Well, 2020 rolls around. The Steelers hire him as their quarterback's coach. He works with Mason Rudolph, Joshua Dobbs, obviously Ben Roethlisberger. Well, the Miami Dolphins have an opening in offensive coordinator, and guess who gets an interview? Matt Canada. He's on his way down to Florida right now. He might already be down there, to be honest with you. And he's interviewing for that vacancy down in Miami. So when a lot of people heard the news of Randy Feetner being let go, I'm just going to say fired. It sounds better for me. I think Feetner deserves to be fired. I said he should be fired. So when Feetner got fired, fire Feetner, Randy Land, whatever you want to call it. When Feetner got fired, everyone, and myself included, thought, well, is Canada going to get that job? Are they just going to promote from within? Maybe they aren't even going to have that opportunity. They might not even have that opportunity because if he gets offered the job in Miami and you think about Miami, you think about Tua down there, they have a lot of young talent on offense down there. Then compare it to Pittsburgh, you have maybe Ben Roethlisberger's back. If he's not back, 
Well, what what in the world's what that what is that going to look like? Who's the court? Mason Rudolph, Joshua Dobbs, and then you have, you're going to draft a quarterback. Look, out of all the offensive coordinator jobs that are open right now, I would say Pittsburgh's one of the least attractive, for all those reasons and then some. But that's not it. It's like an infomercial. But wait, there's more. Terrell Austin, who was the defensive secondary and assistant coach, he's the one that came over from Cincinnati. And he really did a great job with the Steelers secondary. It was when he came over that the secondary turned into, they were more ball hawks. They were creating more takeaways. He is getting an interview with the Tennessee Titans to be their defensive coordinator. That's a job that he had with Cincinnati. So he actually took a demotion to come to Pittsburgh and he has a chance for a promotion, just like Canada. Quarterbacks, coach, to offensive coordinator. I wouldn't blame either of these guys for taking the jobs that if they're offered to them. They're interviewing. They're just interviewing right now. Maybe by the time you listen to this, one of them has taken the job or did not get the job. But at the time of this being recorded, they're interviews. I don't blame them for going on the interviews. It's a promotion. Further your career. The thing is, though, is that turnover isn't good for the coaching staff. I mean, think about it. If Austin and Canada go elsewhere, the Steelers are going to have to replace six coaches and one of them being a coordinator. Think about that. Six potential replacements heading into 2021. The Steelers have to. And this is tying back in with the main gist of this podcast, which is don't get your hopes up for the offseason. Ben Roethlisberger should not factor into the decision, especially an offensive coordinator. Because if he plays in 2021, I think we can all agree that the Steelers are not going to ask him to come back in 2022. I would be stunned if he gets an extension. I would be stunned if he, I would honestly be stunned if he even comes back and plays in 2021 if they hire someone from outside the facility. Does he really want to go through all that? And it shouldn't matter. The Steelers need to start preparing for the future, not just the 2021 season. And if I'm honestly a coach that is interviewing for the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator position, I want to know what's going to be happening within this organization. Yeah, okay, so I might be dealing with Ben Roethlisberger in 2021, but what about after that? What's the plan then? Are we going to draft a quarterback this year? There's a lot of question marks, and Ben should not factor into that decision. Not at all. It's time for the Steelers to start planning for the future. And so the coaching carousel is really spinning quickly for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's one of the reasons why this offseason could be very tumultuous for Pittsburgh. Now let's go to free agents. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a lot of free agents coming up, some really big names coming up. Let me read you some of these names. I just published this on Thursday at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, just a straight-up list of free agents for the Steelers. Here are the unrestricted free agents. This means that as of the start of the new year, the new league year, which I believe is in March, they can sign with whomever they'd like. Doesn't matter. Bud Dupree, Alejandro Villanueva, Avery Williamson, Mike Hilton, Tyson Alualu, Zach Banner, Juju Smith-Schuster, J. Ron Elliott, Cassius Marsh, Jordan Berry, Chris Wormley, Danny Isadora, Sean Davis, Jordan Dangerfield, Cameron Sutton, James Conner, Gerald Hawkins, uh, Joshua Dobbs, all unrestricted free agents. That is a long list, folks. 
a long list of unrestricted free agents. Let's go to the restricted free agents. These are players that the Steelers would still have control over, and they have the right to first refusal. Ray Ray McLeod and Ola Adenye fall into that category. Exclusive rights free agents. That's Marcus Allen, J.C. Hassenauer, Robert Spillane. Again, they have right to first refusal. And if they do leave, they get compensation. I tell you what, that is a long and a a very star-studded list. When you think about Dupree, Villanueva, Hilton, Filer, Alawalu, Banner before his injury, Smith-Schuster, Barry, Cameron Sutton, James Conner. We're talking about starters, people. Starters. All unrestricted free agents. The Steelers, and this ties into my next factor here, the Steelers are not going to be able to sign them all. We knew this because the one variable that's going to tie all this together not so much the coaching staff, that's separate. The, the coaches do not matter in this regard. What's going to tie all these free agents together is the salary cap. The 2021 salary cap. No one knows what that number is going to be. So the steel I'm not sorry, the Steelers, the NFL and the NFLPA, they created a side collective bargaining agreement for the 2020 season. They had already signed a 10-year, I believe it was a 10-year, collective bargaining agreement, but because of the COVID-19 pandemic and them returning to play during those with those conditions, they said that the floor, because they, we all know about the revenue that the NFL is losing with not having fans in seats, and that's just really putting, it's crippling the NFL in a lot of ways. But they said, look, we realize that right now we need to have a baseline that, hey, the teams know the end, the salary cap might go down, but it's not going to go below this, and that is $175 million. Thanks to Dave Schofield for helping me find that number. Currently, I believe that the salary cap is right around $198 million. So if the Steelers find out that the, the salary cap is going to be bumped down going in the wrong direction to one seventy five. Holy, they're they're screwed. They are screwed. And now's when you're talking about players like Joe Hayden, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, maybe even David DeCastro. They're they're going. They have to make some really tough decisions. Vince Williams is another one. They're going to have to make some tough decisions and say we have to create cap space somehow. They're already over. They're already over that 198. Now there are rumors that the NFL has said we don't want it to drop at all. If the at the worst case scenario, we're going to keep it the same. If they keep it the same, the Steelers can manage that. They can manage that for sure. They're going to still have to make some tough decisions. But again, the underlying theme here, though, is all those all of those free agents that I just named. They're not going to be able to bring them all back. There's no way they're going to be able to bring them all back. And you think about someone like Juju Smith-Schuster. He is. Uh, he's a very, I would say it's hot and cold with the fan base. There's people that love him. And then there's people that have kind of grown a little tired of him. I can see both sides. I really can. But when I look at Juju, I'm thinking, look at the wide receiver market. Look at teams that need wide receivers. Unless he's going to take a hometown discount to stay. And, and when you think about the potential quarterback position being in flux, would he want to stay? Would he want to stay for Ben Roethlisberger's final year and then who knows what? 
I don't know if he would want to sign up for that. And the Steelers are probably not going to be able to match a deal if, let's say, I don't know, the Washington football team says, hey, hey, Juju, here's five years. We're going to give you $15 million a year. The Steelers cannot match that. Not even close. So these free agents, man, is that going to be a big, big talking point this offseason. We're going to talk about it a lot as the new league year starts because I don't see them signing many of these free agents early. If they do, I'm thinking it's someone like Zach Banner, who's a tackle, who was injured. Robert Spillane, maybe, probably not. They'll put a tender on him most likely. But Zach Banner, because they, they can get him locked up, I just see this being a huge, huge headline offseason for that specific section, the free agents. And it's all based on the unknown that is the salary cap. No one knows what it'll be, and it'll dictate so many decisions for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Finally, why fans? Man, don't get your hopes up for this offseason. If you look far ahead enough, if you're looking ahead to the 2021 regular season, the Steelers are going to have a tough road to hoe. They have a tough road to hoe. For, they're going to play a first-place schedule. It may seem crazy considering the fact that the AFC North sent three teams to the playoffs. The team that won the division was the first one out, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They So they play a first-place schedule, meaning they're going to play every first-place team in the AFC outside of the, the divisions that they're paired up with. The divisions they're paired up with next year, the NFC North, they had two playoff teams, Green Bay and Chicago, and they're playing the AFC West. Well, we all know that's Kansas City, the Las Vegas Raiders, the La- I'm sorry, yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Denver Broncos. On top of that, the, the other two teams in the AFC that won their division, the Titans and the Bills. And then there's the talk of a, a, a 17th game being implemented next season by the NFL. And if the people that are kind of sourcing some of this information, some of the rumors that are circulating are stating that if there is a 17th game, the Steelers are going to play the Seahawks. And now whether that's going to be in Seattle or in Pittsburgh or a neutral game, neutral site game, I don't know. But my goodness, that is a tough schedule. When you look at the breakdown at home and road, now there, there's no dates to this yet. That won't come out until I think April is when the schedule typically gets released. Here are the teams that the Steelers are going to play at home at Heinz Field in 2021. We know they're going to play their AFC North division foes at home just like they do every year. But they have the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears, the Denver Broncos, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Tennessee Titans at home. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. I think that they could have a very good home record when I look at those. On the road, well, that's a different story altogether. They're going to play all their division foes on the road like they do every year. Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. The Minnesota Vikings up there in their uh, indoor stadium there. The Los Angeles Chargers going across country. The Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. And then another trip for the second straight year back to Buffalo to play up there against the Bills. That is a really, really difficult schedule. On paper, on paper, you're looking at a lot of playoff teams or teams that were at least vying for the playoffs in that schedule. That's that's what you get when you play a first-place schedule. It is rare that a team that finishes first ends up being lousy the next year. Could happen with the Steelers. It really could, if you're being honest about it. But typically... When you have a first-place team, they're competitive the next year. We'll see. 
We shall see. But all these factors, the coaching turnover, the unknown of the salary cap, which totally dictates the free agent market, who the Steelers can sign, who they can bring back, who they are going to go out and get on the free agent market, they just don't know right now. They have no idea. And then you look at that schedule coming up. Wow. That's tough. That is tough. You know what else is tough? Picking games that don't have anything to do with the Steelers. That's tough. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you the picks for the divisional round. Hope you are ready for this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And then after that, a little heart to heart. We'll be right back after this break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of this Left Ride podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, for this Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast, and we are talking about picks. I cannot believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers are not in the dance anymore. I said it on Wednesday. I'll say it again. It just felt like this 2020 team was built for a championship run. That's what it felt like. It felt like the 2020 team was built for a championship run, and it just just didn't come to fruition. It was a shame. It was embarrassing. It still is embarrassing. Uh, You know, you see people and you're wearing your Steelers gear, because, folks, I still wear my Steelers gear everywhere. I'm wearing my Penguin stuff and Pirates stuff like I always do, but I still wear my Steelers stuff. People say, oh, what happened to the Steelers? My first inclination is they stink. That's what I say. They stink. At least they stunk on that day. But we, you know, we're going to do the picks. We're still going to do the picks every Friday. That's what I'm going to do until the season is over. I'm going to give you my picks. So here we are going into the divisional round. Let me find that tape. All right, here we go. The Los Angeles Rams and Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. The Green Bay Packers drew a bye. This is Saturday at 4.35. These really weird times. I know they've always done that. I just I don't understand why they can't just say 4 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Like, why 4.35? I don't know. The Los Angeles Rams are a team that I don't know how they beat the Seahawks in the the wild card round, but they did. They're going to Green Bay. The Los Angeles Rams, if they have something, it's a really good defense. It's a really good defense. Green Bay Packers, on the other hand, have a really good offense, and they're playing at home. Green Bay is giving the Rams 6.5 points, and the over-under set at 45.5. Again, you look at these first-place teams, and we'll talk about this when we get to the Kansas City Chiefs game, that had the bye, is it going to help or hurt? I think a lot of Steelers fans will say that the Steelers giving their big, their four captains the, the week off in Week 17, it hurt them more than it helped them. And so you ask yourself Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams and all these people that are just really good football players for Green Bay, is are they going to be better off for having a week off? Are the Rams going to be better off for playing in the wild card round and staying in rhythm and all that? We shall see. But you know what? If I'm predicting this, and I am, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers giving six and a half points at home 
The over-under is at 45 and a half. I don't know why a lot of people might say take the over. I'm not. I'm taking the under in this game. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. I like the Rams' defense to keep Aaron Rodgers and company at least in check a little bit. I just don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. The weather could play a factor. If Green Bay wins and they run away with it, I just don't see the Rams scoring a lot of points. And because of that, I'm going to take the under at 45 and a half. A game that a lot of Steeler fans are going to be interested in. The 8-15 game, it's on Saturday night. The Baltimore Ravens head up to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are going to have fans in there again. Not a lot, but they're going to have some fans there. And the Baltimore Ravens, who I feel like are one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. I, I feel like I just threw up in my mouth a little bit when I said that. Ugh, that's disgusting. The Baltimore Ravens are getting points here. They're getting three points on the road. They're the underdogs with the over-under set at 50 points. 50 points. I know that Buffalo is a, is a good team. In this game, in my opinion, if you're only betting over-under, I would take the over big time. I could be wrong. Obviously, I could be wrong. But I just see I can see a shootout here. I can see a shootout where it's Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, two really good young quarterbacks showing off their stuff. With Allen, it's his arm strength and his mobility. With Lamar Jackson, it's his playmaking ability. You saw how electric he was in Tennessee in the wildcard round. You may hate Lamar Jackson. I hate Lamar Jackson. But you cannot deny that Lamar Jackson is a playmaker. He is not the best quarterback. He's a playmaker. He is lightning in a bottle. And if you catch it, holy cow, hold on to it. I don't know who's... This is a tough game to pick for me. I could see this going both ways, but there's something about this Ravens team that I think they're going to stun the Bills. I think the Bills are riding high. They're Both of these teams are very arrogant, conceited bunch. They drive me nuts. I'm not a Bills guy. After the way that they handled themselves on the Sunday night game against Pittsburgh, not a fan of the Bills. Don't like their fans either. I hate the Baltimore Ravens. We all know that. But I'm actually going to take the Baltimore Ravens getting three points to win this game. I think they win it straight up, but if they lose, I think it's going to be close. The over-under is set at 50, and I'm definitely taking the over. So there you have it on Saturday. I've got the Packers going to the NFC Championship game, and I've got the Ravens. Gosh, darn it, I hate this. Going to the AFC Championship game. Next, we'll go to the Sunday at 3.05. The Cleveland Browns going to the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. This is an interesting one for a lot of reasons. The Browns are starting to get some of these COVID players back. They're getting receivers, linemen back. Their head coach should be back. And no one's giving them a chance for the second straight week. Again, I said it for the Green Bay uh, game. I'll say it for the Kansas City game. Is a week off going to hurt Patrick Mahomes and company? Most would say, well, they're going to get healthy. But you've got to wonder. They've been in this situation before. Keep that in mind. But you've got to wonder what's going to happen, how they're going to come out of the gates. Let's also not forget that last season, the Kansas City Chiefs had to pull off comeback after comeback. If the Cleveland Browns get a lead, are they good enough to keep it? That's the question. Are they good enough to keep it? If this is a straight-up game, there's no doubt about it. I'm taking the Chiefs and their chance to go back to the AFC Championship game. However, they're not. it's not a straight-up pick. Kansas City is giving 10. They're giving 10 points. That is a lot. For divisional round, the over-under is set at 57. I do think the Browns are going to keep it competitive early, but I think eventually the Chiefs are just going to wear them down. The Browns, even though they're going to get Denzel Ward back, I believe, and Kevin, I think it's Kevin Johnson, another cornerback, I don't think they can hang with Kansas City offense. 
The Kansas City Chiefs are getting 10. I'm going to take the Chiefs, giving 10 points. They're going to be in the AFC Championship game. It's going to be a rematch with the Chiefs and the Ravens. It's going to be an arrowhead, but the Chiefs went into Baltimore earlier this year, don't forget, on Monday Night Football and laid the smackdown on the Baltimore Ravens. But I have the over-under, 57. Take the over. I think the Browns could get some garbage time points or maybe it's just a high-scoring affair. I'll take the over of 57, but I'll take the Chiefs, giving 10, ending Cleveland's. I would say it's a pretty Cinderella season for them. The playoffs, uh, winning a playoff game for the first time in a long time. Uh, first time in the playoffs since 2002. Good story for the Browns. Good for the NFL, I guess. I don't want to talk about this anymore. The Chiefs go to the AFC Championship, championship game. Our final game, 640. Sunday games are 305 and 640. Idiotic. Anyways, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they go to the New Orleans Saints. It's their third meeting of the season. The Saints have beaten the Bucs the first two games during the regular season. Uh, this game is another tough pick. I thought that the Cleveland pick was probably the easiest pick. The Packers pick was another one that was kind of easy. Baltimore-Buffalo is a tough pick. Tampa Bay-New Orleans is a tough pick. It's in New Orleans. Drew Brees is healthy. The over-under is at 52, and Tampa Bay is getting three. I don't know what it is. I think I've always thought, and I know the Steelers have done it. They've beaten the Ravens three times in a season. I think it's ridiculously tough to beat a team three times in one season, and that's why I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting three. Could they? Could this game go the Saints' way? Yes. If they win, I don't think it's going to be big. I think it's going to be really close. I'm going to take Tampa Bay giving three, and I think they might have the they, they might have what it takes to beat that New Orleans Saints defense. They should have the defense to pressure uh, Breeze. They the, the Buccaneers should get some players back. Uh, um, White, the linebacker, he he should be back. He was on the COVID list for last week. He should be back. But here's the kicker: the overrunners at 52. I don't know what it is. I'm saying take the under. A lot of people would see Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Golson, uh, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, and then you look at Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, all these weapons, you're going to say take the over, over, over. And I could be wrong, but I have a hunch here that says take the under. So that means that according to Jeff's picks, Jeff has... The Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs head-to-head in the AFC Championship game and the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans... I'm sorry, the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. Should be exciting. Should be exciting. Well, let's finish it up. Have a few minutes here before the end of the show with my heart-to-heart. My heart-to-heart is when I think about all the stuff that's going on with the Steelers right now. I'm talking about the coaching turnover talking about the decisions that are going to have to be made, the tough, tough decisions that are going to have to be made. The Steelers need to do something that they are not known to do. They need to take the personal aspect out of it. Take the personal aspect out of it. If you're looking at Ben Roethlisberger, who could garner $41 million, and you're saying we could really use that $19 million savings and tell Ben that thanks but no thanks, we're going to let you go. You can retire if you want, or you can go play somewhere else. you got to take the personal out of it. Or, if you're looking for an offensive coordinator, and you're not sold on Matt Canada, you don't make the move just because Ben doesn't want to learn a new offense. If that's the case, Ben can retire because you got to do what's best for the organization. So many times, this organization has been loyal to a fault. Loyal to a fault. They've kept coaches, they've kept players, 
way too long than they should have. Yeah, everyone can quote, you know, look at Heinz Ward, look at Troy Polamalu. Those players wanted to keep playing, and they were told that they should, it's enough. It's, it's, it's time for you to retire. Yes, that has happened. But the Steelers have also let players stick around way too long, trying to get one or two more good years out of them when they could have let them go, save themselves a lot of money, and sometimes a lot of headache in the process. If I wish anything for the Steelers this offseason, it's that sometimes you got to make the tough decisions. And I have to be honest with you. Art Rooney II is no Dan Rooney. I'll tell you that right now. Dan Rooney was a guy that could make the tough decision. He was the one that would talk to the chief, his dad, Art Rooney Sr. He was the one that was always making that tough decision. He was the one that went into that 2004 draft room and said, you're taking Ben Roethlisberger, period. I'm signing the checks. This is what you're doing. Art Rooney, I think he's doing the best that he can, but sometimes you got to get tough. You got to get tough and you got to make that tough decision. So if Ben's not the guy in 2021, if you want to get, leave it up to Mason Rudolph and see what you have, and you got to get an offensive coordinator that's going to come in and says, let's revamp this thing. Let's start over from scratch. New quarterback, new offensive line coach, new tight end coach. Let's do this thing new. Then that's what you got to do. Leave the personal stuff to the side. It's a job. It's a job. It's not about who's friends, who's buddy-buddy, who knew someone from college, who gives a crap. It's about winning. And I'm sorry, but I'm seeing all these people on social media when Randy Feetner says when he gets fired, when Randy Feetner gets fired, let's call a spade a spade, he gets fired. Everyone says, you know, he's such a nice guy. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm sure he is a nice guy, but he also did a lousy job. Tell me a job anywhere where... You can keep your job just because you're a nice guy. I don't know of too many. We'll put it that way. Unless you're like some concierge person. Doesn't matter if you're nice. You got to do the job. And sometimes you got to make the tough call. They made that with Randy Feetner. Good for you, Steelers. But now you got to keep it going. You got to keep it going. You got to make the tough call. Take the personal out of it. Business decisions. And if Mike Tomlin doesn't like it, you can tell Mike Tomlin he can go too. That's what this organization needs to be. Do I think they should do that to Tomlin? No. But if he's the guy that's saying, look, you know, let's keep, be a little lenient here, this is when Art Rooney says, no, I'm putting my foot down. I'm putting my foot down. I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of this. We started 11-0, 11-0, win five of our last six. Get out of here, coach. I'm making the call. Do it. Put your foot down. No more personal stuff. Make the tough decision. But Randy Feetner is a nice guy. Give me a break. The guy was also lousy at his job. Okay, he's, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I wish him nothing but the best in life. But as a football coach, not good enough. Period. All right, folks, that's it. Sorry I got off on a little rant there to finish out the show. Hope you don't mind. Uh, hey, happy Friday, everyone. I hope you have a great weekend planned. I hope you're going to enjoy some football. Or maybe you're like me and you're saying, well, I'm not going to watch a whole lot. I just got to get away from it. That's fine, too. That is fine, too. Either way, I hope that you're back with me on Monday for another Let's Ride podcast. That will be on Monday morning early because now with the Steelers not playing my podcast will be it they will publish on the podcast platform of your choice at 5 a.m every morning 5 a.m so make sure you check out wherever you get your podcast search Steelers behind the steel curtain so you don't miss a thing also make sure behind the steel curtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Steelers in the meantime folks 
Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Here we go. See you on Monday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.